0: Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast, where I get to do kind of my favorite thing to do, which is talking to other people, but then I get to bring their stories to you because as you guys know, I believe very much in how do you learn how to become the person you need to become in order to do the things that you want to be able to do. So I'm excited about my guest today, Ed Egan, because I met Ed um, at a networking mastermind Small group, which I'm starting to really love, those small group networking where we really get a chance to talk to each other, um, was intrigued right away because here's the thing I know a ton of women who've left corporate, and I know a fair amount of guys who've left corporate and went out on their own. But I loved your story because of the type of job you had in more of a manufacturing operations side of business and now going out on your own. And I was so interested. That's just not something you see as frequently as in a really, really high white collar sales. You know, we see that all the time. So I'm so excited to bring your story and show people that there's so many different ways to think about this. But why don't you give everyone a little more formal introduction into who you are and what is it that you do?
1: Yeah. So, Ed Egan, owner of Double E Workplace Solutions. As you mentioned, spent 26 years in manufacturing in the corporate world. Uh, just you know, spent six years on the road at one point throughout my career, working with teams to help them get better through performance uh, measurements, through behaviors, through culture change. And when I looked at where I was most rewarded in my past, it was that six years. So, as time went on, I'm like, how do I get back to that? And I, I'm like, you know what? There's probably a greater... Um, subset of folks I could help outside of the corporate world and small to medium-sized manufacturers and just set a plan to kind of go work with them. And so right now I'm really focused on working with them in the frontline leadership space, right? And so working with leadership, with the owners of businesses and with their frontline leaders to grow those leadership skills on the base level so that the business owners can do more with their time, knowing that their operation secure because they've got the team working together on the shop floor level.
0: Yeah. And I think one of the mistakes that I made and I don't know if this is just the way I think or if this is you'll probably know more like is this a common misconception but when I think of manufacturing in because I don't have any direct experience in manufacturing my brain tends to go right to the fact that it's huge right that the only version of manufacturing are these giant giant entities and what you just, by being you, just really reminded me of is that is not the case.
1: Yeah, there's five-person shops out there. There's 50-person shops. There's, and there's also big shops, though, that have little subsets and little hubs inside of them that might just need the help. And then ultimately integrating all those little hubs and bringing everyone together as a team. Also.
0: Yeah, so I love the idea. You know, I tell people all the time when you're going to be, if you're going to be successful in business, you have to know that there is a need that you can solve, right? That what's the problem that actually, not the problem you hope exists that you want to try to solve, but the one that you know exists.
1: Well, that's a perfect, that's a perfect segue, right? Because initially when I started the business, it was, all right, I can do all this stuff and let me spend some time putting all the stuff together that I can do. So I'm ready to talk to folks. And I had it backwards, right? I should have been talking to folks first, find out what they need me to do based on my skill set, and then immediately act. So yeah, that was a really great Love point. Yeah. Love
0: it. Teaching point right off the bat. Vet your offer by talking to other human beings <laughs> before you spend a lot of time, money, and emotion creating something that you don't know anybody else actually wants.
1: Yeah, a lot, a lot of learnings there. So for, for anyone can reach out to me for that one. great.
0: Right. exactly. I, um, one of my coaches gave me what I thought was this huge compliment and you just exhibited just now. My willingness to share my mistakes from the stage and just tell people, listen, if you just don't do that, you'll already be ahead of the game. Uh,
1: yeah. So.
0: <laughs> so let's back up for a second because I kind of equate leaving a job, a good job, a comfortable job, a well-paying job to jumping off a cliff. Some people jump off a cliff. Some people are pushed off the cliff. How did you find yourself no longer on the cliff?
1: Uh, preparation, right? So thought about it. It was in my head right? As far as okay, you know what, there might be something else I want to do. Um, it was that concept of I tried some stuff on my own, but then I realized, wow, this isn't working. I don't know exactly, I'm doing Google research, I'm doing that. I'm like, and then I came across like the Small Business Development Center, and that was really the pre- you know, the starting point of okay, there's systems out there for people like us to help better ideas, to help guide us, and help give us some con- free consultation to them. And it was that concept of okay, I've kind of talked with them, I had a plan in place. I had some, I prepared for it, but then it was also that internal gut check of, I'm standing on that cliff of, okay, I know where I want to be. I'm here right now. Am I doing a service to the people I'm with now? And I am I doing a service to myself? And I actually said, no, I'm not doing a service to any of us, any people that I work with currently at the, cor- in the corporate world or anybody that I want to work with. So I just had to act. And thankfully I had my plan in place and I was able to act and I was able to act with, you know, intentionality. But it was that concept of, yeah, it was more internal soul searching of I'm on this cliff. What should I do? Should I, you know, should I climb back down or should I fly off and take that leap? And I decided to take the leap. So.
0: Love it. And I love what you said about kind of analyzing where you're at. And I didn't do it probably as um, thought out. Hindsight, yeah, those were probably my thoughts. But at the time, it just felt like Instinct. Am I being of service to myself, and am I actually being of service to the people I'm getting paid to help? <laughs> right. And when you're ready to leave, the answer to that is probably no.
1: Yeah, the co- you know the cost of disengagement is about a third of one salary, right? So when you see those numbers, it's you know if I if I'm doing that and other people are doing that, then companies can really be hurt. I just didn't want to be that disengaged employee and not being fair to the people that helped me get to where I'm at today.
0: Absolutely, and the one piece. That wasn't in there was the faith, hope, confidence that you could do it. Like, what was, because you're such a methodical thinker, which I love, (laughs) and I'm so, like, if you ask me why I did something, I probably couldn't tell you. It's in there, but I probably really couldn't articulate it the way that you do. What was in there that gave you the faith that you could do it?
1: Um, just the no, no, no hall or the no, knowing that I've done it before and I've done it across North America at about, uh, six different sites. Right. And that I had a good subset of experiences and I knew, I think I could work in different angles and pull pull some of those experiences into current conversations, but realize I still hadn't tested it up to a little back more background on it. I actually had to join a leadership program out here in Kenosha, leadership Kenosha that through the chamber of commerce to really find myself a network of people that might be able to help me understand my style, help me, help work with me, help connect me. So I think right there, when I got into that and I could, I saw myself working with some other businesses and working with some people in there that really gave me the idea that, okay, I can actually embed myself in a community and I can help people. And I can, if I just don't be a jerk, I'm probably going to be okay. Right. Because I'm just going to, it's going to turn into conversations at that point and ultimately go away from, okay, what can you do? But what, not, not what can you do for people, but how will you do it for them and how will you treat them as you do it? So,
0: yeah, I mean, and if you think about what you did, you went and got help, yeah. right, in a couple of different ways. And I think I, I was just on the phone with uh, another coach, a friend of mine. And one of the things we talked about is people don't really understand that what their business does for a living and growing a business are two completely separate things. And weirdly enough, even if what your business does is grow, teach other people how to grow businesses, there's something about building your own, that if you're trying to do it without any external reflection back, you don't see where you're getting stuck.
1: Yeah. I like, I, I think when I hear that, I think business owners mindset, right. And being able to think like a business owner. And that's something like going back to that whole thing about in the corporate world I don't think I had the right business owner mindset as an employee, right? Because why
0: would you?
1: You don't have those experiences. You can hear it; it can be something great to teach about. But until you do it, you don't really understand. Okay, that's why they were asking for this. That's why this is important. And so, yeah, that and then, like you said, getting help. I think that's the that's a huge piece of you know we're we're out here we're solo people, right? It's that concept of there's other people that are working just like us. There's other people that we can learn from. And the more you can learn from them, and hopefully, if they can prevent you from having a misstep, great. Um, but, but it also gives you, like you said, that being able to share your failures with folks. All right. So,
0: and you know. so, what was the biggest shock? It's one of the um, one of the things I talk about all the time. I went through it myself. Every all this concept, and it, it's kind of this double edged sword because what gave you the confidence to go out on your own was the knowledge that you had done this before. Perfect, makes sense, totally agree. However, what trips so many people up when they go out on their own is having never actually been an entrepreneur, you don't understand, you don't know what you don't know. Like what was the biggest surprise to you when you left what was a high autonomous, respected, you know, so it's, it's, you were up there, but now you own your business. What was some of the biggest shocks to you and what you expected and what the reality was?
1: The biggest shock I would think was like, holy crap, if I don't do anything right now, I can not do anything, right? And it's, like, <laughs> it's the accountability piece of, yeah, better. I was like, oh, I need to have a system in place that shows that I need to be accountable because if I'm not, no one's going to be calling me, right? The phone stops ringing, the, that's the, the instant messenger stopped going off, the email stopped coming in. So the biggest shock was, okay, I, I got a new normal here where I need to find some accountability partners. And yeah, just...
0: And what people like you, and I can just tell, cause I know you a little bit, you're an achiever, you're a worker, you're not lazy. You're a, you're, you're a guy who does the work. I'm a girl who does the work. But then we, so we think that we're workers, right? We get things done. But then once the rails are, you know, once the rails are off the bus, maybe we're not as much of a worker as we thought we were.
1: Yeah, and I think you and I shared this story one time too about the mindset of corporate versus entrepreneur. Is the work was the pipeline of work was going to come no matter what on the corporate side. It's the other one is like, oh, I need to fill these pipelines of work, and I need to make the connections here and make the get that name known out. And also, kind of realize that anything I did in the, in the previous role, yeah, okay, great, it's good to share it, but the people outside that main work now don't care, right? And nor <laughs> do they have to, nor do they have to listen to me, right? Yeah. So in the, generally, at the in the corporate world. The people, the respect and responsibilities, they're gonna to listen to you, you're gonna have a reputation. Out here in the in the small business world, you one they don't have to answer, they don't have to pick up the call, they don't have to open the door. It's that whole concept of before you even try making a sale, be sure you build that relationship first to you know, guarantee, hopefully guarantee a chance of conversation, right? Yeah. So that was some of the shocks there of but me. I
0: think you just because it hasn't been that long. And I I think one of the reasons I was drawn to you right away was from the beginning, as you were taking your turn and answering questions and that, in that networking mastermind, it really was about the people and the relationships. Like you, you figured that out fast.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's very It's a, you know, that Maya Angelou quote, right. That says, it's not about what you did or how you did it. It's about how you make people feel. And so I'm working on a lot of that right now. It's just some of the stuff I'm doing with the, you know, chamber ambassador group and trying to, Drive that culture of okay, it's not about, you know, making a connection for you right now, but it's about making someone else, giving someone else a connection that they come back and remember, hey, Aaron was the one that made that happen for me, right? So
0: And I I think it takes some people a long time to figure that out because they think that's actually gonna take longer Mm -hmm. to build their business if they try to build relationships. They think it takes longer than just how hard can I hit somebody to make them try to get them to work with me and people just run away when you do that so the relationships not only do you get your more clients but I mean I don't know how you feel but for me when people ask what was my biggest positive surprise it's the networking like I was worried because I'm a very collaborative person I was worried when I left corporate you know The cat's great, but it doesn't have any good ideas, right? But my emotional support cat who's around here somewhere, you know, but the collaboration, like they become your new coworkers. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, No, it's, uh, yeah. And so like, as I mentioned earlier, right before the ambassador group I'm working with, my vision is, you know, working with them is to build that into a 24 person network of not only support teams and teammates, but also referrals, right? And so the concept of we have a test case, you have people. That's your new team, right? So how can you find your new teams through networking and then utilize some of the principles you've learned in previous experiences and help people understand those, but also learn from their experiences, right? We're all coming from different walks of life, right? The cultures, when you, when you start networking, everyone's got it in the corporate world. You got one general culture that you can kind of align to. Outside of the, in the small business space, it's your brain it. you actually have the ability to find out 24 different cultures about how people operate. So it's exciting.
0: Yeah. I absolutely agree. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I know I really enjoy having conversations about who you need to be in order to reach new heights. As founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, I work with my clients at the intersection where what they need to do to succeed meets who they need to be to do it. If you would like to have a conversation about your business, please reach out to me at Aaron at ConquerYourBusiness.com. So one of the things I like to share with people is, and you did it in the beginning, and I'd love to hear more about some of your examples. It's not about pity party and wallowing in our misery, right, at all. But at the same time, there's so much noise in the entrepreneurial world about, look at me and my multiple million dollars, and you could be just like me. And the problem is that's so far removed from most people, that it's exciting, but it doesn't actually lay a path because you can't follow it yet. And one of the things I like to do is talk about what didn't work. You know, not quite the dirty underbelly, but like what hasn't worked so that we're being truthful, but we're also not from a standpoint of a martyr, but from a standpoint of learn. So what else didn't work for you?
1: I would say thinking that I could do the base level administrative type of tasks, right? And thinking that, hey, I'm going to try to learn my entire business. and I'm going to do little things, right? I've wasted probably a lot of money on marketing materials. I've wasted some money on business cards that might have been off a little bit and not really selling the right, right message. And it's the concept of, oh, I, if I can do all this stuff, I must be able to do all that stuff. Mm. And that's the mindset that I'm working on trying to get out of right now. Is because like I said I've got some stranded cost on stuff like, wow, that was a waste of eighty bucks. Right, so <laughs> it's that- be
0: happy because those turn into that's a waste of four thousand yeah. dollars. That is a waste it's, of twelve thousand
1: dollars. But it's that concept of when you're when you do something, you don't do it right. Well, did you do? Could you have spent paid that eighty bucks to somebody else to do it better, and it might have it might not have cost as much as that, right? So, it that's one of the big. I would say things that hasn't worked. I would say going back also to that other thing about it was also like I could do all this stuff, right? So I, I mentioned I spent so much time in the early phases before because a little hesitant to go build those networks, right? And I spent all that time working on stuff that I haven't used. Yeah. <laughs> and if I am going to use it, I'm probably only going to use an eighth of it now because it's only, that's all the client's going to need. So it's that concept of I thought I had to be ready to answer, to sell right on the day one when I met someone and it wasn't about that at all. And that's what I found out. So I think that's why I keep going back to that one about the time I spent alone in my, at my desk, building stuff that I thought the world was going to need. And it's now it's coming down to, you know what people need you to work with the shop floor people, right? Cause I started as a shop floor employee. They're like, you can relate. You've been in these, you have someone share some experiences and you can help these folks and you can help me and that's where it's coming coming down to. So I'm thinking, man, I wish I would have went back and been more laser-focused based on exactly what I wanted to do and what I did best.
0: I love it. I absolutely. So here's one of the things I believe. you can't do what you do now if you wouldn't have gone through that. So I, I tend not to try to not to beat myself up over those things, and I have them as well, with the money that's wasted, the time and the effort. However, some of the things that I love of what you're saying, is people who get ready to get ready, you can stay, st- and the, you know, what you did was you didn't stay stuck there. You know, the brilliant move you made was you didn't yeah. stay there. I've watched people get ready to get ready for years mm-hmm. and build course. You know, one of the things, um, again, because we met networking, one of the things like, how do you know who to send to me. And I always say, if your best business buddy is getting ready to build a $97 course and they haven't yet made six figures, please stop them and send them to me. And so you didn't stay there. You didn't stay, well, that didn't work. So I'm going to get ready with the next piece and try to get ready again in a different way.
1: And then continue to evolve that philosophy, right? So I just delivered some virtual training to some shop for frontline supervisors. And at the end of it, I recapped and I kind of apologized to him. I said, what I would do differently next time if I work with you again was I would meet with you first. I met with their leaders before I delivered it, but I would have met with them first and got to know them and then understand some of their challenges and tweak my content that I have to their exact needs. It took me, out of a four-week session, it took me about two to three weeks to truly get into their exact needs, right? And then we, we, we finalized it with it. But if I would have had 30 minutes to 60 minutes with them before... That's that concept of, if I'm gonna nowadays now if I get a client to me, give me access to your people now before I before I meet them on day one of education because it just builds that trust level and that accountability level to each other that we're gonna make this time value added for each other. So
0: well, and again, what you're doing in the way that I describe that is you. How can I better my best? You did the best. You knew what to do when you had that information, and now you get data and you make your next best and a. You can't figure out what's better if you're not talking to other people. And you also can't figure out what's better if you're so stuck in your, you know, you've got your blinders on. I know this. I know, you know, and I don't see you do that at all, which is why you're, you know, and just to back up a little, when you were talking about what didn't work for you, it's kind of like. Every time you got help, it worked. And every time you didn't get help, it didn't work. Even if, it's, even if it's like $15 an hour help, you know, it doesn't mean you have to go for big, big fancy help. But right, when we don't get help and we try to do what we're not good at doing, yeah. Yeah. it doesn't work. Exactly. So Very cool. So tell me, what's, what are you most proud of?
1: Most proud of... I would say it's the partnership I have right now with the local Kenosha area chamber of commerce that I'm working with. Right. Because if I think back to how that's worked out, it's, I, I needed a network. I worked with that leadership Kenosha program, which is put on by the chamber. I got into that. I made some connections. Um, I built up a level of trust where I'm working with them and I'm kind of helping them and they're helping me. Right. It's a perfect partnership there. And I'm helping to bring other people in, and I'm getting to meet more people, right? So when you think of, I'm an introvert, so when I long run an answer on this one, I'm an introvert who plays an extrovert to survive in the world, right? I did it back in the in the corporate world. I'm doing it now, um, but I would gladly sit home and you know just work and read a book or watch TV or be by myself. But it's allowed me to challenge myself, and by doing it, it also builds an accountability system. So as I recently took the uh, the chairperson for the ambassadors team, that's another piece of accountability that. I have to do, and that's what I'm proud about is I'm looking for those opportunities. I'm stepping up to those opportunities to challenge myself. But then also at the same time of challenging myself, letting people know who I am and what my challenges are so that they can share their challenges and then we can work on our challenges together
0: while absolutely. also
1: building on our strengths. So
0: absolutely. I love it. I love it because what you're what you continue to do, and it's probably, you know, now that I hear these answers. And I know about your business. It's why you're good at your business. You analyze the data and make the next move. And whether that's in your business or who you need to be, mm-hmm. it's serving you very well. And I love it because you're, the truth of it is your feelings will lie to you. <laughs> your emotions will lie to you. Yep. <laughs> but if you can have this self-awareness to say, okay, this is what I'm good at. And this is what I'm not good at. And I need to put something in a place to allow me to perform where I'm not good. And that's exactly what you've done.
1: Yeah. So you've
0: created the rails where you've needed that. And hiding with your book.
1: And realizing the great part about this is the people that don't know me, right? if I make a mistake, people are now more quicker to say you made a mistake because you can see it on their face that they don't understand you, that you might not have said something properly. They it's that it's a great, I would say, learning experience that you can just, you, you have, you, you can make mistakes, but guess what? People are going to, they're going to point them out. So the question is, how do you learn from that quickly? And how do you reframe it the next time to say, okay, I'm dealing with different people. I got to target my audience. I got to target my message to this audience because they don't know what I'm trying to say right now, even though I think they might know, oh, but it's, we got to get them there and kind of reset yourself. And, it's you kind
0: know. of like that meeting with yourself. Even if it's just with yourself, doing that debrief, what went right, what went wrong, what needs to stay the same, what needs to change without making yourself wrong as a human being, without going too far down the, woe is me, what am I doing, entrepreneur roller coaster, because we all have those moments. But how fast can you recover from those moments?
1: And I think some humility, right? And being vulnerable and apologizing and saying, you know what? I made a misstep. Here's what I'm doing about it. My heart was in the right spot. My head wasn't in the right spot at that time. I'm sorry I didn't connect the two and let's move forward here and let's, let's do it differently next time. And I
0: think, you know, and, and I want to thank you for doing that here. I think it's something very, you're going to get a little uncomfortable here because I know you, it's not common to find the competency you have with the vulnerability you have. Like those two things don't go together in most men.
1: Yeah. Well, here's the thing.
0: It's (laughs) just going to serve you like you have no idea.
1: Thank you. If I don't rectify the way my mind works, if I don't rectify that situation, when I know I did something wrong, or I might've upset someone, I will overthink it to a point of it's going to, it's going to hamper me from moving forward on stuff. So I'd rather come flat out and say, Hey. Did I make you feel this way? Or did I do something that upset you there? Because if I did, let me hope hopefully you would give me a chance to explain myself. But just coming back to someone in that situation sometimes gives me that opening. And what you're
0: in. doing so well is the self-reflection without the emotional attachment to it. Which is, I mean, if, if people can learn how to do that, it, it's life-changing, especially in the entrepreneurial world. Yeah. Because it's what gives you the ability to get up and try the next day as Absolutely. opposed to hide under the covers because I made one little mistake.
1: Yeah. So and we're gonna, you know, it's, it's got it. Yeah, it's credibility. It's the emotional bank account, right? You know, right. Keeping those balances up for people and knowing when you actually get spent something out of there and how do you replenish that. So
0: Well, seriously, I mean, I don't know that you even realize how many little nuggets were in there. So I hope people are paying attention. So if they want to get a hold of you to continue this conversation, if you're in the Kenosha area for anything of the chamber, and also in that small and medium-sized manufacturing world to learn about what you can really do for them, um, what is the best way for people to get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, so basically email, right? I'm on email a couple of times a day, um, ed at eeworkplace.com. Um, you can also find me on my website, uh, you know, eeworkplace.com. There's multiple ways. There's a contact us box. There's also, a, I believe there's a link to a, um, a Zoom meeting. If you want to set up a time with me and just kind of Zoom with me, feel free to find some time on my calendar. And then, uh, yeah, pretty much a uh, phone number, 262-977-6565. Um, awesome. Like you awesome.
0: said, you're not hiding as an entrepreneur, no. not <laughs> hiding.
1: <laughs> not I hiding. highly
0: recommend having conversations because I think you have a lot to offer and I'm excited to watch everything that's next.
1: All right, perfect. I appreciate it. Yeah, I look back, right? I was hesitant going to that mastermind network call with you, and then it was that just simple conversation after that follow up, and and now look where we're at here. And some of the things I've learned from you, I put in place right off the bat. So it's just kind of, um, I think it's just conversation. And I, I, one plug for you, right? It was that whole conversation. That that whole day was, and just have fun with it, right? So, and that's what today was about—just having fun with you and getting to kind of share some stories and
0: have conversation. It can all be fun. I say I didn't quit six figures to be miserable.
1: So
0: (laughs) it can all all be fun. Awesome. Thank you so, so much for spending time with me.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for the opportunity.
0: Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet. And I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Erin page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined... I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Erin Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.